here. Yay. Just Boba K, because I yeah. don't think uh, our other hosts would have any interest in doing it. Although Nicole kind of watched a bit of pieces of the movie we're doing tonight, which is Borat, subsequent movie film, delivery of prodigious bribe to American regime for make-benefit once-glorious nation of Kazakhstan. Oh, sorry. Uh, I fell just, asleep during that. What? I mean... Or just Borat, subsequent movie film, if you are seeing it on Amazon Prime, which is where it's available. Um... <laughs> I had no idea they were making a Borat sequel until about a week before this was released, maybe maybe two weeks. Uh, people were asking me, what do you think of the new Borat film coming out? I'm like, I did not know there was going to be a new Borat movie. I, I thought, I did not think that character was still doing stuff. I'm thinking uh, so you're probably uh, in the majority with that thought. It came out and we're like, oh, I'm, I mean, it's, it's a pretty, I mean, there's still theater stuff not going on. So this is probably a pretty big thing to come out. But okay, what do you think of do you, do you, first of all, have you seen the first Borat, and what do you think of Sasha Baron Cohen and his characters that he plays? Uh, I have not seen the first Borat. I mean, I think everybody oh, much knows what that character is sort of about. Um, I don't dislike him. He's in some... He, he lends some funny things to some things maybe um i'm thinking the thing that i'm uh is uh the ricky bobby movie what's that the oh where he's uh jean gerard the french driver yes the formula I mean, driver. yeah i mean it's totally annoying but i think in the fact that it's in small doses there and it's kind of it's a total counterpoint to uh the will Fer- ferrell character uh how it's played anyway i i don't i don't mind it um, yeah, I, I avoided, I think, the first Borat because I thought there's no way I can take this in big doses. And, yep. So you haven't seen uh, Bruno or The Dictator or any other movies where he's the the creative force behind it? I haven't, no. I mean, did he do any, like, television stuff, maybe? He had the Ali G show. That was his first big thing, like, yeah. 20 years ago. Yeah, and I kind of, I kind of remember seeing a little bit of that. Was that on MTV? I don't. I, that was before my time. Borat oh. would have been the first thing I ever saw of him. Oh, okay, yeah, I, I know what allergy is. Yeah, I kind of do remember that. Yeah, I mm. like. Uh, I like the first Borat well enough. I like his characters. Like when I see clips of him on YouTube or something, like I think he's usually pretty funny. Uh, there's one where he dresses up like like a, and he kind of does it in this one. He dresses up like a patriot like traditional American with American flag shirt and a big cowboy hat. And he goes into a bar and he starts singing this horrible song and he gets the whole crowd to sing along with him. They, uh, they do, they definitely do some of that in here. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I've seen the other, a dict- I don't care for dictator that much. I really don't like Bruno. I don't think it work. His form works in long movies typically. Uh, but I liked Borat the most. So I was like, all right, I'll give the other, the, you know, this is his best character, so maybe maybe they'll they'll pull something off here. Uh, released from prison for bringing shame to his country, Kazakh funny man Borat risks life and limb when he returns to America with his 15-year-old daughter. Mm. Uh, so if you have not seen Borat's subsequent movie film and the rest of the title, uh, it is on <laughs> Amazon Prime. So go check it out if you have any interest, because we are going to spoil it now. We read things here at Films with Women in My Life based on four criteria, and those are the plot, the characters, the visual and sound, and the overall resonance and feel of the movie. And when we are reintroduced to Borat, uh, he is working in like the gulag in Kazakhstan. He has been shamed for his uh, appearance in the last Borat film 14 years earlier, uh, and his country does not like him for this. Uh, so he is brought to the ministry uh, by like their, their prime minister or their, their premier, 
and they said you you can redeem yourself borat if you take the minister of culture johnny the monkey they have a monkey as their minister of culture uh as a gift to president donald trump because trump likes putin and he likes uh, kim jong-un and all these other uh and he, he describes strong world leaders and he doesn't like that kazakhstan is being excluded uh, so, uh, he's going to bring it instead to Mike Pence because he took a shit at Trump hotel in the last movie. So he, they kind of stepped to the side, tried to deliver it to Pence. Uh, and instead of the monkey showing up in America, when he gets there on his boat, uh, it's his 15 year old daughter who is uh tutar. She is, uh, tr- basically treated as livestock. She lives in like yeah. a, in like a, a barn, like not not even quite a barn. No, a shed. Uh, and a shed, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh she she has eaten the monkey in the uh in the shipping <laughs> container. So there is no prime uh, there's no minister of culture to deliver as a gift. So instead they're going to deliver the daughter as as the gift because because uh, uh what do they say Michael Pence is some ladies man and he's going <laughs> to want the girl as a gift. Uh so they they dress her up and they're going to go around town and Borat does his his things where he talks to just kind of local yokel kind of people and gets In them to Texas, say horrible things. Though, he goes to Texas. That's the thing. He goes to Galveston, Texas, but he yeah. goes all over in the movie. Like he's in all different areas. Uh, like at one point he's in Olympia, Washington. Uh, and there's other places. Yeah, I, I'm like, I, he, go, he goes to a lot of different places. Um, but the whole thing is, uh, he's going to try to give the daughter to Mike Pence and then eventually he's going to try to give the daughter to Rudy Giuliani because they are, he's a friend of Trump's, Trump's lawyer. Um, (laughs) and so he's going to, he talks to all these people and, and they, you know, there's antics and stuff. It's mockumentary style. Uh, even though all the stuff they filmed, they really filmed with real people, mostly unbeknownst to them or like under false pretenses. There's all kinds of stuff about that. Uh, so, okay, what do you think of the plot of this movie? Yeah, I don't really uh, understand. I mean, I understand the plot. Maybe if I saw the first Borat, does this really sort of hook onto that at all? Or Not really. I'm... The first Borat's all about him trying to marry Pamela Anderson. Oh. How did I miss that? I mean, that's the, por- the point of Borat is mostly, <laughs> it's not, a, like, this one's much more story-driven than the other one. I, I actually think this one's, like, got way more wow. plot than the other one. Uh, the, wow. he, it's supposed to be he interviews, you know, different uh, people and gets them to say horrible, usually racist or anti-Semitic or just get he gets regular people to say horrible things on camera and show and like, oh, see, these, look at these terrible, dumb American people. Uh, that's that's kind so, of the point of Borat, the character. So do you think he does that before I get to the plot? Do you think he does all of this and then tries to figure out how to work a really ridiculous plot around the things he's already filmed? Uh, because when you're watching the movie, there's not much plot like from scene to scene when he's going to different people, with the exception of the um, the guy, the guy at the print shop that he goes to to get his faxes yeah, uh, back to that. Kazakhstan back and forth. Uh, besides that, it seems I don't know. It doesn't seem like it's plot driven. Like there's he does things based on plot. Well, this also has let's see how many uh, writers this has eight credited writers so i think hmm. he basically he got, he has an idea of what he wants it to be like he obviously has the daughter so like he's gonna have the daughter and it's gonna play a role i think he's he probably starts with that and then right. the actual scenes where we have to bridge plot 
is right, probably right, right. I, my guess is filmed after everything. I'm guessing he gets okay. the footage first, and then right. he, he and has the idea of what the plot's going to be. Like the, I'm sure he had the idea that I'm going to give my my daughter, my underage daughter, to a major Republican something as a gift. Right. Like that's probably the plot. Well, and wow. He used what he had. And that's actually just the plot because there's nothing else that really advances that plot. So um, as a plot, it's a one. First of all, it's a terrible plot. Uh, if that's the plot, it's okay to have a one sentence plot, but for it to, for everything that happens in the movie to not really depend on that plot or to forward anything that's going on in that plot because everything seems very separate the dot the scenes when he's with his daughter doing stuff seems very separate than all of the other pieces of it when he's doing his live action you know real people on the street kind of thing so uh it's it's seamless in that it's two different completely different movies so the plot's a one for me it's terrible it's the worst uh, I I like this movie a lot, <laughs> like a ton. Um, I like this more than the first one. I think uh, it's really it's oh, really this is sad. It is a really <laughs> it's really funny, and I think uh, this I, I was like audibly laughing a lot during this, which I don't usually do in movies that I'm just kind of watching by myself. Nicole was in the background walking, watching little bits in here, but it was <laughs> I was I was dying uh, a lot of points in this. Um, and I like, this has, like I said, this is way more plot than the first one. I think this is more plot than Bruno. Maybe not the dictator. The dictator was a little more plot heavy, but I also didn't like that one. The plot is like, it's, I think it's pretty good. He's, cause he's, he's a misguided, he's so like misguided and, and dumb. And like, he plays this horribly sexist and, and anti-Semitic character. Like that's part of Borat is like he thinks Jews are the worst thing ever. And they, he celebrates the Holocaust <laughs> and his, his daughter, he's, you know, like is super underage, but he complains that, Oh, you're 15. You're the old, you're the oldest unmarried woman in Kazakhstan. Like I, I, all these things, uh, are show over the top. And I think they're funny. And like the fact he wants to give them to, as a gift to, you know, high Republican officials, and then when he goes to different places like the debutante ball and like the the plastic surgeon, no. like these are all no. like regular people, like real people, and it's you get to see just how creepy some of these older dudes are towards this. I mean, the actress isn't actually fifteen, but she's playing young. Um, I think it all works pretty well, and I like the twist, the twist ending uh, when we get to the the pandemic-y part. Um, cause this was filmed partially during pandemic. So I, I, that's another piece yeah, that I think was not, probably that, added in at the end, but what? That seems totally incidental. Like it's not, you know, when you say you like the twist, it's not really a twist. It's just something that happened while he was doing this. So it's not, it's not even something by design. How is that even related? Well, it's like, any, it's like a, it's like a grading on a documentary curve or not a curve but like a good documentary you need access you need a good filmmaker and you need luck you need luck for a, like the best documentaries have all three they have at good access to its subjects uh a good filmmaker who can drive a story and some luck like things that happen that make the thing interesting and because he's taking real events in his he needs you know he needs some luck to make the things work and having the pandemic happen gives him a, a, a probably a different ending than what he originally had in mind. I'm sure the Rudy Giuliani ending, which he would have done with probably Pence if he could have done Pence. Like he would have done it with anyone who would have given him the footage he needed. 
Um, right. So I think he took what because there's you know if you, there's a lot of dead footage on the floor. There's a bunch of stuff with Trump and Trump Jr. and a bunch of other people that he didn't use in the movie because it probably just didn't fit the narrative. So I think he used what he had, and I think it actually made a more cohesive narrative than I'm used to him seeing in his movies because that's usually why I don't like his movies because I I he it's it's his pranks. And then he has to insert a narrative. This one, I thought the narrative worked with the pranks better. And had... I didn't think that at all. And that's exactly the pro. I mean, it's not exactly the only problem with this movie, but it is. It's the plot problem for me. Like the themes, all like I thought the like the themes of his character being being uh, prejudiced in every way, horribly so, and then pointing out the prejudice of the people he talks to. I thought lined up well with the giving the daughter away to Giuliani and giving and, and the eventual pandemic part where we meet like the QAnon guys. I thought it all flowed pretty well. Uh, I give, I'm going to give the plot like a three, five, which is pretty good for uh, a Sasha Baron Cohen thing. Um, the characters, there's two main characters. It's Borat and it's Tutar. And then there's a bunch of other people who pop in and out. So what do you think of these characters? This movie's a joke. I, I I get nothing about this movie. I was like, I am really mad that I wasted an hour and 45 minutes of my life on this. This is quite possibly the worst movie I've seen in my life. Oh, it's that's really just so bad. wrong. I, I should have dragged Nicole it's into not, this to get another person's opinion. It's not wrong because it's just like, I don't, I don't get this. I don't, it's not it's not I mean there are pieces of it that are funny and I think there are things that would be funny if like maybe it were part of a skit or something but as a movie it's nothing it's garbage it's not a movie it's just a, it's just a bunch of people you know a bunch of him going around and and you know finding the right crowd where he can sort of stir up shit and make you know people look exactly the way they are which is not i'm not saying it's good or bad i'm just like those are those are the way those people are and i don't think that i think the people he made look really bad were the ones that were at the rally where he was like the cowboy singer guy right um i don't think i think a lot of the people that it, that maybe you think or people would think that he's making look bad don't look bad when they go to the doctor it's mm -hmm. only funny because you're in on in on the joke a little bit. I don't think I don't think that that is, I don't think what's happening in that scene is particularly groundbreaking or that we're learning anything new or the or that the doctor or pastor or whatever he is. I'm not really clear whether he's a doctor pastor. Are you talking pastor, about doctor. Are you talking about the the prevention like the abort like the prevent abortion clinic? Or are you talking about the plastic surgeon? Yeah. No, the abortion clinic. Oh, the plastic surgeon. Yeah, he egregious, terrible. But that's exactly what I think of them anyway. So I mean, it's like that wasn't far from, from you know. Huh. Yeah, I forgot about that. That guy was that guy was pretty bad too. Okay, those two, the scene with yeah when he's the cowboy singer and the plastic surgeon guy, uh, and then Rudy Giuliani. Those were like so fatally bad for those people because th that was the that's exactly who they are i mean i don't think he made the guy in the print shop look bad i think that guy was great i no, would the print shop guy of comes that. off perfectly fine yeah he's he's just a guy and some that's the thing is some of the people are just guys or like like uh the guy who sells him the the cage for the daughter like the whole time and th that's what i think is funny about board is he's he's talking about he he you know the whole time he's talking to this guy like 
so I need to put by cage for daughter and like how many women you keep in this cage and he and he's just like I, I, one I guess like like he he uh, he has to just kind of right. go along with it but that, that it's fun I think it's fun to see mostly normal people and sometimes not quite normal or norm or maybe it's scary that these are normal people I don't I, I think it's different to be caught on video with these kind of people because I these aren't the people I know like none of the people in this are like just regular people and when you show it to a certain crowd they're like oh these people exist you're like and eh, nothing new here like these people like of course all these people exist but I think it's shocking to some people how these people are I think they're shocked I, I think people are shocked to to learn all different types of people exist but I don't think that I think people are used to now too of uh, especially with you know having cell phones recording everything that's happening in life i think there's people that are like oh there's a guy recording this guy's a so you're the guy working at the uh the local you know ace hardware or whatever where you're you know trying to sell dog crates and and pens for chickens or whatever and this guy comes in and wants one for his daughter you obviously know that this is nothing this isn't real this is you know he's got camera crew that this is something different than real so of course, you're going to like not you're going to play along and be like, oh, sure, this would hold as many women as you th would like it to hold. You know, uh, I get that from that guy. I get that also from photocopy guy. Um, photocopy guys and someone and all. But like when he films these, he goes he does different. He tells people they're doing different things like in the debutante ball one. He said he was making like a coming of age documentary for this for this daughter, and that's how he got all these you know tra traditional Southern gentlemanly kind of people to agree to to be in it. And then you know the scene happens where she's you know the menstrual blood everywhere, and it, you know <laughs> people don't know what to do. Well, yeah, but see, you don't have that background when you're watching the movie, so it's not. I don't know. I don't like it because of that. I don't like that. So does it all come off you're... stage to you? Like, does it come off like these aren't like these are? Does it come off full? A little bit. Oh, I don't see. I don't, I I see this as like re, like he's a fake character, but he's talking to them as if he this were a real person, and they're responding to him with their honest responses. But I. I don't I don't think that's true at all anymore, because I think when people are on camera and they know they're on camera for whatever reason, it doesn't really matter if they're told the actual reason or not. You become part of the place. You become part of whatever, you know, uh, message or or point that he's trying to get across. You want to play along. You don't want to be the dude that's weird. You know what I mean? Even, I don't know, even like a, even, even like the guy in, in the, uh, the plastic surgery guy still, you know, he came off as super smarmy, but now that you're telling me that he was told that there was something going on, maybe that's not this guy at all. Maybe everybody's portrayed in a really bad light. I don't, and that makes me hate this movie even more. I don't know. Oh, you think that you think they're, he's gotching people in an unfair way. I don't think, I, it doesn't feel like that to me. It feels like these are, he, he's, you know, he, cause it's like, uh, the only way you can't get a full honest reaction, but he, I think he's doing his best to get the most honest reaction out of the people. If you look at like the pastor guy, when he starts doing, going down the joke of, uh, she swallowed the baby on the, in the cupcake and they take her to a doctor. And it's obviously the like pre abortion prevent 
people and he's talking about how like he's the father and he put the baby in her he was just trying to yeah, make he, her she, happy trying all that. to get the baby out yeah, yeah and and and, and, he's, and he's like doesn't it, like it doesn't matter how we got here like the, the god doesn't make mistakes like you think he's playing it up for the camera i think that's what that guy is so if i think in real life if a father think- impregnated his daughter and came there with that he would do that he would react like that and i think his point is isn't that a problem shouldn't that not be a good part of the society I don't know. I mean, did did he did Borat come to not Borat, but Sasha Baron Cohen come to this guy saying, you know, we would want you. It's it's all it's all in the it's all in the background. You know, it's it makes it so that just I don't know. It's not believable. It's like it's I don't I don't think I like that. It's, you know, half staged and half, you know, reactionary or something. It's not. And that people know it's happening. The, the way people, the only time that people react truly is when they don't know they're being filmed. Whenever somebody's being filmed, there's always a different reaction. You can't not have it be that way. But if you think you're being filmed, why? I mean, the, most of the people who are being filmed, like some will come off fine, but a lot of them come off poorly. If you if you know you're being filmed, wouldn't you act in a way that would make you, you think not to come off poorly as opposed to, you know worse than what people think of you it, it depends on the premise what if he walked into um what if uh, sasha baron cohen walked into the plastic surgery doctor's office and said we're making a comedy about you know why people shouldn't get uh breast implants or you know how scandalous it is and it's gonna it's kind of a cheeky comedy about how young she is and and so now this doctor is playing up the fact that he you know that he's now he's coming off as like this creepy pedophile kind of guy, which I'm not saying he's not. I'm just saying I don't feel like that's a proper representation of him because he has, they're telling him something going into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's not the real story. So you, so you, whenever so you don't he, have good, you don't have good faith. You think it's tri- it's more tricks than truth. Are you kidding me? Of course not. There's no, I mean, I, okay, that's, I think that's going to lead to your enjoy- enjoyment level different differences. If you think, uh, if you think he's trying to get honest reactions or you think he's trying to trick people. I think he's trying to trick people, but I think that, I think that not only he might not be doing it to the level that it comes back at him. Like maybe he didn't expect, you know, some of the, you know, crazy ass reactions that he got as, you know, as that things went as far as they did in some cases, but he knew he was going to get a reaction or why is he making this, you know, and, and he had to have set it up and people, like I say, people react differently when they know they're being filmed. And depending on the premise, people react based on that. So I think that that's a thing. As far as characters, I mean, they're terrible. Borat's a terrible character. His daughter's a terrible character. The acting is atrocious. Uh, the the dialogue is incredibly bad. Uh, they're ones. It's a one. Oh, the t- more we talk I about totally it, the more disagree. I'm wanting they're, this. They're great. The two leads are great. The, the girl is really good. I I like that some of the scenes that just her was in, like, like fantastic. Like, when she's at the Republican uh, women's, uh, like, conference, and she she has the book the whole book where if you touch yourself you get like sucked into a black hole and eaten by a monster or whatever it says all that stuff's fu- i think all that stuff's r- really funny i think that's a good i think that's a good like over like a mega gigantic exaggeration of of uh like a conservative religious thing where it's like you know like uh 
you're not supposed to masturbate if you're trying to stay pure for God. And what's the extreme version of that? Right. You'll be eaten by a monster if you touch yourself. Like that's it's. I like that extreme version uh, of a of an ideology to poke to poke fun at it. Um, and I think he does, he does that with everything. And then sometimes the pe- like the rally, which we've talked a little bit about, but like he starts singing a song about. Uh, like you know jailing people who just dis- like jailing obama <laughs> and then he gets he, he escalates to like uh like we should cut the heads off of the the liberal elites and uh, like all this crazy stuff and and you know the crowd starts chanting and then you get some people waving f- some flags and doing some salutes that you probably shouldn't do but I, that's i i think he gets the cur- he gets reactions that like fit his agenda but i don't think he's doing it when he when he's when he tells a lie to get people into it, I think it's the level of I'm making a documentary about a coming of age story for the ball. It's not like I'm trying to make a comedy play up the comedy. I think he's he comes at he, he can't he can't tell them I'm making a documentary that's gonna make you look like racist, bigoted, horrible people. He can't tell them that because then they're gonna react differently more than than I they agree, would otherwise. but. I agree, but I don't think that you can at all take into context, particularly with the. Um, uh, when they were at the coronation thing, whatever you call it, the the dance, yeah, that de- there, were, there were not people, yeah, that there were not people there that did not know who Borat was. I'm pretty, I mean, it's, there's... Well, he dressed up I as another, he, they they tried kind of address that where, like, originally he's dry, dressed in the, with the mustache and the gray suit, and then he would wear different, like, still ludicrous-looking costumes, but I don't think the average right. person would recognize Sasha Baron Cohen wearing another thing. We, uh, we Are already you kidding? Uh, especially I'm not kidding. Je- Jess, is, Jess doesn't know who Sasha Baron Cohen is. Like, he doesn't... She, okay, she wouldn't but, recognize him. Okay, but... Okay. <laughs> I use Jess as the gauge of what does the common not pop-culturally-ingrained person think, and she doesn't know who... But most people are popular culture-ingrained. I mean, especially when you're talking about people at the debutante ball, that you're talking about, you know, people that are in their you know, late teens and early 20s. And then you're talking about their parents that are like probably Jess? my age, maybe a little bit younger. But I'm just saying that I think that people know who he is in general. And I think that you, they're, you know, you're expecting something. And with the the fact that there's so... I'm going to beat this to death if I keep talking about it. But the fact that there's so much of this out there, there's all the shows about ridiculousness and, you know, all of these th- these things that you can watch where people are like this and you know that this guy is not for real. I mean, I, I can't I think believe giving, that one I don't person think, thought this guy was for real. Uh, I I think people think he's think he's a real guy and they're reacting that way. I don't think that they're they they think uh, it's no. a joke. I don't I don't think they do. I don't I don't give these people the benefit of the doubt for that. I think the ones that came off as relatively normal. I think the ex- print knew shop exactly guy knew maybe the yeah. guy who sold him the cage. But when you say yeah. no, like like Knew and also the guy up. who helped him helped him recreate his daughter. Yeah, after yeah. That guy probably was aware. Him. Yeah, yeah. I the don't QAnon think QAnon guys. Think I'm not sure about the QAnon guys. That that one's really hard for me to tell. The two guys he like lives with who do like all the conspiracy theories about uh the like, yeah I find I found that one hard. Yeah, I found that one a little bit hard to believe only because they were so uh, because there were only two. See, when you get a bunch of people together, it's really easy to. Um, like have people start, you know, like chanting and singing the song that you're singing and stuff like that. But when there's only two of them, I think it's really hard um, to, you know, kind of get them going. I don't know. And and I I was under the impression that like they were living together for an extended period of time. I have no idea. 
you know, out in this crazy cabin. <laughs> it's just like so strange. <laughs> well, I'm looking at it from a totally different perspective, and that's where that's where my numbers are coming in, because for the fact that I just don't believe it, I don't buy it. And I don't, and it's not because of execution or writing or anything. It's just because it just, I don't feel like I'm a hundred percent in like pop culture world, but I know these things. So why wouldn't regular people know these things? So there, it sounds like there isn't even a world where you could enjoy something like this because you would just wouldn't ever believe it. Like you wouldn't ever believe no, I, the, 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 the filmmakers are getting pure, like pure reaction. No, I think I think that's true. Only because, like I say, no matter what, even if you're with regular filmmakers, like say it's say it's a real documentary. I think even in real documentaries, you're getting a, a, you're still getting a skewed view because it's not what you would be saying if there were no. Everybody knows the best stuff you can get, the truest, real stuff you can get, is when people don't know they're being filmed or taped. And so when that happens, agendas happen, and people play up to that. And you just can't help it. It's human nature. You know, it's the same thing if, you know, even if you're just getting your picture taken, you stand there and you smile and you do these things and you're like, that's just might not be how you walk through your life, but that's what you do when the camera is on. So that's just, you know, maybe I'm just, I, I'm too, um, you know, tarnished or something, but I'd, that's I'd why argue, I would never buy into this. I'd argue at the, at the, at the rally, that one could be, is, is, it's pretty, it's pretty untarnished. I don't, I mean... They, all the people there have to know they're being filmed by like news crews and stuff, but there's yeah. nothing that I don't that, think all of them are aware that there's a documentary going on one way or that, the other. Yeah. I mean, they blurred some people's faces too, so I think yeah, that that I a- agree. That and that and Julie Rudy Giuliani are really the only two things that I think are closest to being genuine. Captured, I guess captured in the wild. Yeah, but I, st- I still think there's a, I still think there's a bit of it that you can't do. But I think that yeah, I think that that's you know. Mm. Well, let's talk about the visual. I can't imagine there, but... what people would do if they didn't have the camera on them. That's the thing is like you know that would be bad. Well, what do you got for the visual and sound? It's a doc. It's mockumentary style, but I mean, oh, you we're talking think about visual and sound. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, that might be the best part. Usually, you know, they travel, and I like travel. Uh, I didn't really care in this one, though. Uh, I'm gonna. Well, they don't it travel up, to pretty places. They, it's a lot of travel. Yeah, but to so, ugly I don't. Places. I don't. Yeah, I don't have to watch something that travels to pretty places. I'll watch something based on Detroit. It's fine. Uh, all of our listeners in Detroit love you. Hmm. Yeah, um, I'll bump it up to a 1.5 just because it's better than the rest of it. But it's still just awful. Uh, yeah, I don't. I, you know, it's documentary style, so like, I, it's it does what it can with what it's given. I like some of like uh, like when we at the end when they do the the puppets with the in the first one it's the running of the Jew where they have a giant scary paper mache Jewish stereotype character that looks like a demon or whatever, and they're all running away from it. And now they've changed it to the running of the American, and they have the it, it looks like the couple that one like uh, midwestern couple that came out of the house with a handgun and an assault rifle and they were like gonna fight off protesters i think trump invited them to. The, oh yeah 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 it looks yeah. like them and like their whole characters is they're sneezing and vomiting mucus on people and then they murder a paper mache fauci I, I, <laughs> that stuff's funny uh i like the sh- like the the shadowy um uh stuff at the beginning and end with the that the background plot, which is the Kazakhstan prime minister is using Borat. I guess we haven't really talked about this, but he's using Borat to spread COVID. That's like the background plot is that 
this whole time he was sending him place to place not to try to gain favor, but as revenge for the mockery that Borat brought Kazakhstan in the first one. So he's right. used Borat as patient zero to spread COVID all around. That's a cle- I mean, that's a clever thing to, to have at the end there. And I thought like where it's all shadowy and government creepiness looked looked. Uh, I mean, it still looks not real, but like it looks good. Um, and then all the regular interview scenes are regular interview scenes. It's, it's not a lot of to judge to judge on that kind of stuff. So this is like a three and move on. That's fine. Um, it's hard. To, it's hard <laughs> to judge visual and sound for a mockumentary style thing. Um, but yeah, I just talked about the ending. Did you, did, so do yeah. you not care for the the twist, the not, not a twist ending? Like I don't even know what you want to call it. The COVID twist ending. Yeah, I think it. I mean, if anybody is going to think it's fortunate that this thing happened to us, it's probably Sasha Baron Cohen because otherwise, I don't know how he ends this movie. Like he ends it with the Giuliani just, thing. I mean, I think originally he was going to yeah, release but, this later, but he rushed production because he wanted to get this out before. Like right before the election, uh, on purpose, which is yeah, that makes sense to me. This is great though. I mean, who who is this really going to influence their vote? That's that's the thing. Is like a who's watching it, and b how is this going to influence their vote? I don't think so. Well, I think I mean, anyone who's the, the majority of people watching probably agree with his politics, uh, except right, for maybe like saying. maybe some like younger fratty dudes who like the first one who might be like who might not. But that that's his hope is like. You know, he just wants to he, he wants to poke fun at, at how absurd the far right of the right is like, you know, it's a it's a it's a wide spectrum. But when you look at like the specific sections of of right wing people, he's he's right lampooning. It's uh, it, it's just I think it's just more extreme than some because some people who grow up in like a little bubble world and this isn't their world. They really don't see how the guy the the abortion doctor would be like when nicole was watching that she was like appalled and shocked that that's like someone who is out there i'm like yeah that i mean it didn't surprise me either but like when you catch it on camera and it's like can't and it feels that candid it, it just it it's it, it does shock some people who don't see it in their regular life i guess i mean part of this is definitely my age because i think i've seen a lot more so maybe i i don't know that anything on it shocked me like um not re- I mean, as far as the type of people that they were trying to point out, uh, I don't think any of that shocked me. I, th- I don't know. I, I, well, I don't know what else to say about it. It's, uh, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, I mean, whether he wants to, whether he wants to say he wanted to put it out there to, I don't know, to influence voters or whatever. I think it's more likely that he put it out there at the time where people are interested in what's going on in politics because it's an election year. So, and because it's an election time and this is the best time for him to put it out because it's going to get him the most views. I don't, I don't really, you know, see it any other way. Cause that's, I mean, these people, people in the entertainment business are, are narcissistic and egotistical to begin with. So that's what it's out there for. Um, the fact that it, you know, helps put a highlight on whatever his political point of view is, is almost secondary I think. Yeah, you don't like the the narcissist creators. I don't. <laughs> I do, I don't, and I like them even you less. You just not like he's likeable. just out there to make his point and make him look awesome and and so smart and. He totally is that though. That's I mean, what that's I... you can disagree with me about it, but I it's I mean that's, I mean we're all narcissists to you know and to a point. This is you know it's how we're made. We're we're made to think 
you know, you're, if you're thinking, you're thinking of yourself first because you're thinking. So, you know, make it bigger and make it more like you have a bunch of people around you telling you that you're great all the time and that you, you have the best ideas ever. And yeah, let's, let's go with this crazy thing. Then that's exactly what's happening. And the fact that it fits your narrative, that, that works out well too. So your residence of feel is a... <sighs> <laughs> I, I I want it to be like the baby that she ate. I want it out of me. <laughs> I want I want the doctor to take it out of me immediately. Uh, it's a one. I hated this movie uh, with a I, burning passion. I like this a lot. I I have to revisit the first one, but I like it, it, at least as much as the first one. I think this is a more cohesive narrative than the first one. I think. Uh, I think the ridiculousness of American politics have caught up to the ridiculousness of his character because in the first one he's skewering the same people. That might be that might be true, Brennan. That might be the best thing that that has come from this is that you that might be exactly true. I think I think the things he's been making fun of have caught have caught up to the level he's making fun of them because in the first one it's like I, it's still funny, but like the things he picks at are similar, but it doesn't seem as pronounced. It's, it doesn't feel as harsh. And that you look 14 years later at like how open people are with whatever they're thinking and like how much they'll, no matter wh- how it comes across, they just get out there and they have like-minded people. So that like that, you know, backs them up and makes them feel empowered to be the way that they are. And I think it, I think it's, it's never been easier for him to just be the Borat character and get, the things he needs to make a movie. So I, I, I like this a lot. I, I think I give it like a four for essence and feel it's, it's I mean, that's, one of that's my favorite things that he's made. Been a, that might've been a good point to bring up in the beginning. Cause I think that's something to talk about is that how, you know, previously before, before internet, before social media, before all of this, that people who felt marginalized always felt, small because they didn't have a voice they felt like they didn't have a voice because they didn't have they didn't either know like-minded people or they didn't feel uh there wasn't a comfort level to you know to express those kind of things on either on either um you know way end of the spectrum and now everyone first of all everyone is very empowered with what i feel is right Mm -hmm. and i want to fight you about it um and also it kind of you know, you, you want to highlight the people that have been minimalized for, you know, really terrible reasons and not people who just want to be like, well, this is what I think. I think, you know, cats and dogs together sound like a great idea. Um, you know, it's like now you'll find now you'll find all sorts of people who think that. So now all of a sudden you feel like you got, a, you know, a, you've got a place to, to shout that out. So I don't it's it's rough. Well, that's a, that's, they, right. they, that's a the, the thing I took away from this is like you yeah you, you look at connectiveness of people and like their ability to find like-minded people and that's helped you know a lot of LGBT people that's helped people with like depression right. find other people and have, find resources to better themselves and people with you know very specific diseases or very specific uh, living situations that they find difficult and they find people with like-minded or just things introverts to, I yeah. mean it doesn't have to be anything extreme you well know, I was gonna just flip it and them. say at the same time you find people who are like the QAnon guys who have these crazy conspiracy things and they can feed (laughs) off each other and create their own little so any like good any good network that can come and make people's lives you know make marginalized people who need like want to feel more open better you're also helping the marginalized people that 
you yourself would like right. to stay marginalized for better or worse. You can't uh, right. you can't pick and choose which uh, which marginalized people get to find their group and have their voice, and that's why things are more you know well polarized I mean, than ever. Can't you? Isn't isn't technology telling you that you can do that? I mean, you know, there's been some problems with the Google and and the Twitter. So, <laughs> what do you mean the problems with the Google and the Twitter? Well, the you know, Twitter's decided that it needs to shut down certain things that they don't like what you're saying. You know, whether and whether it's extreme or not extreme, they just it doesn't follow their platform, and that's that's a problem. Oh yeah, and, but that's also a I, that's a whole other argument. I think businesses sh- should be allowed to do what they want pretty freely but uh yeah this one did, yeah. okay well that's the borat's <laughs> subsequent movie film long title uh do you, do you recommend it mom okay no no i do honestly no i recommend it i think it's good i think it's funny <laughs> uh and uh there yeah some people there is a whole bunch of people i know who would not like this at all and then there's a lot of people who would love this it's i think it's a pretty love it or hate it i don't think uh anyone's gonna go oh, that's fine <laughs> this isn't uh, that kind of i movie. would want yeah, I I would watch the guy at the print shop, like over and over again. I I actually really loved that part. I yeah, like it's because the, unaffected the... by these these you know by first of all that this guy's sending a fax. A, he starts off with this guy sending a fax, which you know okay you could, I mean there's email but whatever, and I don't know he just kind of the the more he goes into it the more he buys into it. I love it. I love the fact that he is just like it's almost. I don't know. It's yeah. There's a movie that it's reminiscent of, but it's kind of it's. I like. I really. I like that part of it. But that part is also the is least. Make... The least him trying to get something out of something. Like that's not like he's the the Bora character is the fool in that scene because he's like, oh, isn't his te- technology antiquated and aren't the things he's saying to his prime minister ridiculous? And the guy has to just kind of sit there and facilitate the conversation. Whereas you know right. when he's talking to someone else, it's he's he's showing the other person's. Uh, He's showing the other person as as ugly in this scene. He's not trying right. to show them. So you, you don't like when he's trying to show the other people as ugly. You like when they're just like a facilitator for his weirdness. Also, it's I mean, there's a part of it too that I don't know if it's enough. I don't know if I've explained enough, but that there's a ridiculousness to it that is just too. It's too far beyond for me. Like it's you know like the cotillion dance scene is like no, that's I mean that's too far. Yeah. It's, it's, (laughs) that's something that you would never, that would never happen. That's the thing. It's, it's completely ridiculous and out there and it would never happen. And so then you show people reacting to something that would never happen. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. There's There's the polar end opinions you could have on a Borat movie. Probably. I mean, I guess I could be even more extreme in favor of it, but other than that, uh, there you go. That's... <laughs> I'm, I'm not like I, I don't think you could have given like, it all fives, Brennan. You could have just been like I could. I'm well, there's I'm people getting... who would the pe- the the you know there are definitely people who would be like yes, like this is this says everything we need to know about American culture and what's wrong with the the traditional conservative oh, right, and this just proves how correct. Like I'm not I'm not saying that because I don't fully believe that. I think he I think for what he's trying to accomplish, he did a pretty well and effectively and was entertaining in doing so so i that that's why i like it but uh all right yeah. there you go one pretty good recommend one very strong not recommend and uh, <laughs> i should have probably no surprise because i think she probably could have been a mi- more middle opinion um but whatever uh, maybe another time but she would have uh, just got bored at one point well she gets bored when we're talking about things she she yeah you know. i know yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, so coming up, we got regular reviews. We also have the winner of our uh, of our Blumhouse Horror Tournament. Uh, that is concluded. Oh, is the winner is the winner out? Yeah, the winner's out, I and mean, the winner is Get Out. Get uh, oh. I was originally going to call this tournament "Will Anyone Beat Get Out," but I didn't want to influence the influence the uh, results and, and predictably get out <laughs> trounce everyone although get, it was close get out uh beat split in a pretty close vote and the the semifinal was match close. was also close get out versus halloween that was also a very close match so it wasn't a blowout and i think i think split was probably a really good movie i didn't watch it because you know i can't watch that but i i've split's not that's good really what's good, good. About split it. is a good movie um yeah, that's one of M. Night's best. Uh, but yeah, that's we're going to have an episode coming out talking about Blumhouse horror stuff and the tournament. Uh, in the meantime, if you want to reach out to us for anything, Films with Women in My Life on Facebook, you can reach out to me on Instagram. I am Brennan underscore Podhost. Uh, we are at on Twitter at Films Women Pod, and you can email the show, filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. If you've emailed me, I actually got a couple and that I have not gone back to. I am going to get to that. Uh, hopefully I've gotten to it by the time you hear this. So um, That's it for the show. Thank you, Mama K, for being on. I love you so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Love you too. Until uh, next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.